Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today, we finish the Bible. Our readings are Revelation 20 through 22. Patty Rat's Revelation Rabbit Trails. Revelation 20, verse 2. It appears here that after the great feast, Satan is bound. Is he allowed to witness the great feast? He certainly did not seem to have any power left. Perhaps he's just defeated and allowed to wonder while thinking of his fate. This reminds me of the Garden of Gethsemane, when Yeshua is also left to consider his fate. I may be completely off here, but I see a parallel and a reckoning. Matthew 26.3 shows where they were plotting to seize and kill Yeshua, but they didn't want to do it during the feast. As I've said before, Satan knows this book better than us. Is he left to think about all Yeshua went through prior to the crucifixion while awaiting his pending doom? Does he feel the sting of irony? Revelation 28. These are direct references to Ezekiel 38.2 and Isaiah 11.12. Revelation 21.1. We start right off in this chapter with Isaiah's vision from 65.17. Revelation 21.3. See, the tabernacle of Elohim is with men. The Greek word here is skein, which means tent or tabernacle. It gives such rich meaning for the Feast of Tabernacles, which foretells of the time in which we will be rejoined with our Father and Messiah in the Millennial Kingdom. The symbolism here is great. Revelation 21.12, there are 12 gates with 12 messengers, each named for the 12 tribes. So the tribe of Dan wasn't esteemed and didn't seem to receive 12,000 sealed in Revelation 7, but it appears they are still gathered in by God. Revelation 21.12-13, this is describing the position of the gates, just like Numbers. Chapter 2 describes the position of the tribes in the camp. Pretty cool. Revelation 21, verses 19 through 20, this harkens back to the stones on the breastplate of the high priest from Exodus 28. Revelation 21, 23, wow, how stirring. Just as in Genesis chapter 3, God gave his illumination and light. This was before the moon and the stars were created. This was a different light. It was God's esteem and goodness. Revelation twenty one twenty seven. Nothing unclean will enter it. They have no need for unclean animals like pigs and catfish to clean the garbage and waste up. Revelation twenty two two. The leaves of the tree are to heal the nations, not the fruit. Leaves of any tree are needed for photosynthesis to feed the whole tree. Leaves give life to the tree, and now the tree of life's leaves heal us, giving us our life back. This was also seen in Ezekiel 47:12. That Ezekiel passage is one of Christie's favorites. I know this because she never shuts up about her favorite verses. Ezekiel 47:12 reads, "And on the banks on both sides of the river there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither nor their fruit fail, 
but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. I can't help it. I like a lot of verses. Moving on, Revelation 22.3 reads, No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. Well, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, nothing will. No one but Moses has seen the face of God. He has to wear a face cover because it was illuminated and he didn't want to alarm anyone. I wonder if we will be illuminated like this. Revelation 22, 8 through, 18 through 19. This is the same warning we received in Deuteronomy 4, 2 and Deuteronomy 12, 32. These commandments and this prophecy seem like a pretty big deal. Proverbs 30, verses 5 through 6 says, Every word of God is true. This means the whole Bible. Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9 reinforces the fact that we are to read this Bible and know it well so we are not led astray. Then, Revelation warns us to read and know our Bible so we are not led astray. Don't fall prey to others' teachings because even the most well-intentioned teacher could unknowingly be leading you away. Prepare for battle by testing everything. Be blessed, Patty. And now a word from me, Christy. And with these passages, we complete the book of life. What a precious gift he has given us in this book and in each other. Thank you, precious brothers and sisters, for letting me study this book with you. And now that you've read it, I want to issue you two challenges. First, encourage someone else to read it. Encourage, encourage, encourage. Post on your Facebook that you just completed it. Inspiration encourages. Tell your friends. Share your accomplishment. Don't stop encouraging until your efforts have managed to get at least one person to read the Bible from start to finish. Secondly, and of great importance is this. As you read the last page and close the Bible today, flip it over, open it up at the beginning, and begin again. Rock Hazak. And now I'm recording this ending for the fourth time. And I'm going to try not to be emotional. <sighs> Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. You did it. You did it. It's been a wonderful journey. I love y'all. Bye-bye.